are now listening to The Perfect Prana with Kaya Ann. What's poppin'? What's good? This is The Perfect Prana Show. I'm your host, Kaya Ann, a yoga enthusiast. And if you like yoga, this is the perfect place to be. And if you do not like yoga, then this is still the perfect place to be and stay tuned because I have a nice show lined up for us today where I'll be giving you the usual yoga news where I'll talk about what's going on in the world of yoga and what's going on with my personal journey. Then Yoga Hills where I'll be bringing on a special guest, usually a yoga instructor and talk to them about the power of yoga, how it's impacted their life and all that jazz, and then the weekly wellness challenge. But before we get into all of that, let's center. No matter where you are, if you're driving in your car or you're riding on a bus or a train, or maybe you're sitting on your couch, maybe you're walking your dog, Maybe you're at the playground playing around. (laughs) I like to play at the playground. (laughs) I know on Saturdays, I am on the way to teach my Saturday yoga class. Maybe you're on the way to teach a Saturday yoga class. Maybe you're on the way to take a Saturday yoga class. Maybe you're on your mat getting ready to practice your Saturday yoga or your Sunday yoga. Look, it doesn't matter where you are. It does not matter where you are. Let's find our center. So if you're sitting, then come onto your sit bones. If you're standing, then just stand up nice and tall. Create a nice line of energy all the way from your tailbone to your crown. If you're laying down, then just lay there. Lay long though. (laughs) Straighten out your spine. Roll your shoulders up and back, bringing your shoulder blades closer together. Take a deep inhale through your nose and let your belly fill up. Exhale through your nose and let your belly button deflate. Good. Inhale through your nose. This time, exhale through your mouth like you're fogging a mirror, like Good. Inhale through your nose and exhale, fog a mirror. That's some ujjayi breath. Get into it. (laughs) I'm centered. You can keep breathing. Don't stop. (laughs) Take as long as you need to find your center. But I definitely feel like taking a few deep cleansing breaths brings it all in to where I need to be. Yoga news. I have a few things for today's yoga news. So I was researching the interwebs for what's going on in in the yoga world as I usually do. What kept coming up was apparently there's some new study Harvard just dropped about hot yoga, how beneficial it is for depression. Hot yoga could put this common mental illness in remission. And it was a study that was just a headline, but they did a study on about 80 people, separated it into two groups. And one group did hot yoga, 
one to two times a week and then the other group didn't do any yoga and of course they saw depression was down in the people that did yoga they had 80 participants with depression over a period of eight weeks split into two researchers found that 44 percent of people in the hot yoga group said their depression scores were so low that their condition was considered in remission two-thirds of the hot yoga group said they saw a decrease in their depression overall versus the 6.3 percent of the other group the non-yoga group it's not really shocking or surprising though i mean in general a lot of the articles are saying and even the studies saying like physical activity is a really good treatment plan for depression <laughs> and i can attest to that <laughs> like it's so hard to get into it because i've gone through time periods where it's like Ugh, I don't like any type of movement. I've definitely felt like that at a point in my life. But once I got over that, and then once I started to find joy in physical activity, then I'm life changing. It was life changing. It's just it's something you gotta, gotta enjoy. But yeah, it is a viable treatment for depression or for mental health conditions. Some say better treatment than medication. That was some of what the articles were saying that researchers were finding. I don't know. It just depends, but it's definitely worth a try. Why did they choose hot yoga? I mean, they were saying that heat can reduce stress levels. Things like the sauna reduce your stress levels, lower your blood pressure. I don't think it's just specific to hot yoga, but that's just what they did the study on. Maybe they'll look into just yoga in general for treating some of these mental illnesses. Energy is stuck in your body and you just gotta move until you feel better. Sometimes that's how it is. I already talked about hot yoga, maybe the third episode of my show with Miss Amina. I never tried it. I'm not against it. Like, it's just everybody has different opinions on it. Again, I know people who love it and I know people that are like, no, I don't want to be hot like that, ew. So it just depends, but I would try it. You know, it's getting colder outside. Anyways, moving on to what else is going on in the yoga world. Today, the day that I am recording, it's National Lung Health Day, October 25th. This day was created by the American Association for Respiratory Care. They made this day in 2003 to raise awareness about the growing number of chronic lung diseases. More than 10 million people are diagnosed with chronic bronchitis each year. About 13% of all the cancer cases diagnosed in America are lung cancer. Yikes! Causes, cigarettes, vaping, air pollution, generally an unhealthy lifestyle, the way to beat these odds, regular checkups, healthy lifestyle involving exercise and lots of antioxidants in your diet, 
avoiding fragrant, rich cleaning agents and keeping plants in your home so you can help purify the air. Now that's something I did not know. Yeah, I thought that it would be interesting to bring this up though, as this is the perfect prana show. Prana translating to breath as in the breath of life, our energy source. So, I mean, the fact that it's lung health day and your, your lungs are a major part in the breathing process. Breathing is important. We need it to live. <laughs> I wanted to talk about some pranayamas, breath control. That's what pranayama translates to. Actually, in the beginning of this episode, I threw out ujjayi, which is the breath. That is a pranayama. Like, you are breathing good, but you could always breathe better. <laughs> in the beginning, I actually started with some ujjayi pranayama and that is actually called ocean breath research has shown that that can help reduce anxiety be good for stress and ptsd interesting i don't know maybe for some people it's hard to breathe only using their nostrils so i feel like ujjayi is pretty accessible but I, I definitely felt like once I started doing that, it made me more aware of my breath. Brahmari, pranayama, humming, bee breathing. This one was actually really fun. And this is basically when you close your ears and your eyes with your fingers and your thumbs, and you take a deep inhale, and then on the exhale, you make a buzzing sound, like a bee, like, Mm, like <laughs> and this one was just really fun and it's like you never knew when to end it because <laughs> your eyes and ears are closed so the humming sound is very beneficial for our bodies and it calms the mind and the body down this pranayama is said to be good for increasing concentration, improving memory, and and relieving stress. Another pranayama, because there's so many ways to breathe, like Bastrika pranayama, bellows breath, or the breath of fire, fire breathing. You inhale deeply through your nostrils, exhale forcefully through your nostrils with like a little bit of a pump, like, I guess 10 times it depends on who's guiding the practice though this one was always funny like every time we did it in a yoga class again it was just one of those ones that would people just like we all start bugging up like this is hilarious yoga is hilarious in general like certain poses you're just like oh my gosh i am so silly but that is okay because everybody's silly so <laughs> like benefits of the breath of fire reduced anxiety man it's like it's like breathing reduces anxiety or something that's crazy <laughs> And then the last one that I'll name is Nadi Shodana, alternate nostril breathing. And this is when you usually use your thumb and your ring finger and your pinky finger, one 
uh, your thumb on one nostril and your other fingers on your other nostrils and you alternate which no which nostril you breathe through so you breathe through your left close the left exhale out the right breathe through the right close the right exhale out the left and so on that one is hard to teach but I like to practice it on my own sometime every once in a while reduces anxiety increased attention so I guess this kind of ties in to the whole lung health day it's a good way of breathing to help cigarette addiction or smoking addiction interesting huh some people are addicted to smoking and such because that's the only time that they're actually breathing just the (sighs) like they're taking some real deep breaths it is so powerful to just take those deep breaths without the smoke without the pollution (laughs) and to make them cleansing breaths and to really actually breathe in through your nostrils because your nostrils have nose hairs which act as a filter to filter out all the pollution in the environment so you just breathe through your nose and then out through your nose or out through your mouth depending on what kind of pranayama you're doing so there could literally be a yoga class where all you do is just focus on your breath and that's a completely valid yoga class Sometimes doing the movements help you focus on your breath or help open up your body in certain types of ways. Halloween is coming up. I bet no kids are listening to this show, but a lot of parents are. Maybe you have access to your little cousins, your little sisters, your child's bag, whoever, their candy bag. Maybe you have access to their candy bag. If you want to enjoy some candy, you're like, I'm going to have this piece of candy. Go ahead, have your candy. I think that that is perfectly fine. But before, before you do, it would be helpful to breathe and to practice some mindfulness so you can mindfully eat these candies because candy and ultra refined food in general is made for the mindless it's made to make us want to keep overindulging so we can keep going back and buying the products and making the corporations richer that's a different conversation but yes it's not made with our health in mind it's definitely made for us to overindulge being mindful when indulging and when having your candy when having your dinner when having your dessert whatever is possible just have it just have it mindfully and listen to your body and say no i've had enough no my teeth are starting to hurt (laughs) I've gone too far this is too much I'm on my 20th piece of candy and now my tummy hurts so you know (laughs) practice mindfulness while eating the kids Halloween candy and just feel good so that is what I will have to say to you about the yoga news I touched on several things yoga heals So I'll be having 
Monique Kirksey on, or the citrine goddess. She's a yogi, herbalist, a dancer, and author. So thank you so much for coming on to the Perfect Prana show. I'm really glad to have you here. When did you start practicing yoga and why do you still practice yoga? All right. So yoga uh, was, I stumbled upon it in um, my freshman year of college. I needed like an elective and I think they were offering a few different options and and yoga kind of just stuck with me, I'm a dance major uh, in college. So I was like, oh, this is movement. This is kind of right up my alley. And so I stuck with it after that. Once I took the first class, um, I I was pretty much hooked after that. So that was 20 years ago. Um, so I've been practicing ever since. And I've made it like uh, like an official practice of me being a teacher in 2014. And then I started my business in 2009. It's, 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 it's what has sustained my personality. I would say that. Yes, it sustains it because I could be a little sporadic. I have a more, I, I typically have more of a, yeah. So I have a, a very serious personality. So it keeps me relaxed. You know, it keeps me more open and receptive to um, laughter, humor, you know, softness. And so it's just really what has helped me to keep a more, as the new term soft girl characteristic of myself. I don't know. So it's, it's really what's helped help sustain me to be a little bit more softer and just receptive to life in general. So I've been traveling the past two months I've been traveling. So I just been doing virtual online. I did just recently uh, in my outdoor series which I started in spring and I typically go into fall, depending on how the weather plays a part in all of it. I mean, I just uh, stopped that series about two weeks ago. And so everything is virtual right now. And I just have right now just one-on-one clients and two virtual classes that I offer on Eventbrite. I've been keeping it very simple. I've had this issue for about the past year of over uh, booking myself or overdoing it sometimes with my schedule and so I've just been keeping it really simple just keeping it open for my one-on-one clients but in your one-on-one classes I'm curious about how you structure these do you structure it like a regular yoga class or is it more like a like like a flow or is it like personal training like let's just do this posture how do you structure a one-on-one so I track their progress So I start from a baseline. When they come to me, I do their baseline and I see, you know, what poses are challenging for them. I I do a series of 10 poses. I monitor their progression over time based off of those baseline poses. Once I start to see that they are progressing, you know, well with those poses and they're able to move, you know, with fluid, you know, between each pose, then I'll reassess somewhere down the line and say, you know, hey, let's amp it up a little bit. Let's try these poses. So I'll kind of start with some baseline, basic, simple poses, and then I'll create a flow off of that. And then once I feel like they're ready to upgrade, then I'll start with another baseline of maybe intermediate poses, you know, monitor them from that point on. And I only have five clients right now. So it keeps me uh, able to really kind of keep a mental awareness of where, where my clients are. Sometimes I do need to write stuff down. But it is just really just a one-on-one session where I, I tailor the, the workout for them. 
and they'll let me know, you know, sometimes when the class starts, typically my uh, one-on-one clients see me twice a week, some three times a week. Sometimes they'll start the class and be like, hey, you know, I need something real gentle today and we'll just do a gentle flow. And I won't worry about monitoring their progress. And then sometimes they'll say, hey, let's pick it up a notch and then I'll throw in some extra more challenging poses and see if they can hang and if so, we'll keep going. So majority of my one-on-one classes are all virtual. I only have one client that comes in person. And I kind of find it like that because I'm a traveler. So it gives me the freedom to still travel and do what I want to do and still hold my classes wherever I am. That's so cool. I guess, do you feel like one practice is better, like more impactful than the other versus virtual or in-person? At this point now, at first I was totally against virtual. I was so, I was one of those people that was going into a kick and a spring. And like, I was just like, oh, this is going to kill my business. This is going to make things worse. How can I connect with people? I feel like yoga is a practice where I need to be able to touch you and I need to be able to see what you're doing. I need to be able to correct you. I need to be in your energy and your presence in order to really kind of get the full gist of yoga. But I think once... You know, after a couple of classes, virtual classes, and I started realizing that people were showing up more for the virtual classes than they were in for the in-person classes. Got, I got a lot of people that would sometimes cancel, like, hey, I'm running late or just my schedule or whatever it may be. But my virtual classes had more of an attendance. So I felt that the virtual made it more convenient for people. And even my clients, I got a lot of clients who who travel as well. They also were taking classes wherever they are. So I felt like it was more effective going forward to have the virtual classes. But of course, I still like my in-person classes. I I prefer to have those. Also, do you have like a preference for teaching group classes or teaching one-on-one? I like the energy of the group. I like being able to see multiple different levels in one class and then I also like to have the energy of that you know class because um one person you know their energy could be really like just black you know and you know that that doesn't affect the, the quality of the class at all but it's just that sometimes you know if I'm doing this over and over again I want to have some high energy you know I want to have some different variety of options to kind of work with you know I, I i'm adaptable in either way uh one-on-ones or group but if i had to um right now the best method of uh connecting with me is through instagram so at the citrine goddess and uh there is a link a link tree link and once you go to my instagram page the link there will give you every detail of what i got going on so best stays up to date So that's right now my best method of contact. Cool. Thank you. And then this is like the real before we go, before we go. Can you guide us through a quick pranayama as a yoga teacher? Just one to two breaths. First thing you want to do is when you are preparing to breathe, you want to make sure that your spine is in alignment. So you want to make sure that your shoulders are relaxed, your back is straight. You want to make sure that your chin is level. Then you want to take a second. And just breathe in through your nose. Hold it for just a few seconds. And then fully exhale, even with an audible exhale would be great through your mouth. (sighs) And just do that same pattern and routine at your own pace and just continue in through your nose. (sighs) 
Hold it for a few moments and exhale with the audible release. And continue on as many times as you need. I recommend three to four times to really set yourself if you have having a stressful or a challenging moment and you'll be back to back to back as normal. Good as soon. Good. Thank you so much. Namaste. Thank you. That's it. My dad's going to be so shocked when he hears this episode. (laughs) I definitely neglected the personal yoga news. I talked all about the other stuff, but I didn't talk about myself, which is just so off brand. I'm always talking about myself. Literally, that's crazy. Anyways, (laughs) I just came from the doctors and the doctor said I'm perfect. (laughs) But seriously, they said my foot's still fractured, but I'm doing fine. Everything is fine. They said I can start running again in about two to four weeks, but just at like 25% of my normal pace. That's really funny. And I needed that. That was a nice little ego check good 25% of my normal pace gotcha my limp is gone I'm out here walking around confidently being myself which is amazing sometimes I see stuff on Instagram of course and I'm like this looks like it feels good and I try it <laughs> let me tell you about this one pose that I saw on Instagram and I tried it and man it was everything that I needed the only name that I can really find for it is Skandasana, which is uh, like half Malasana. So it's basically Malasana, but with one leg extended out straight. That's Skandasana. But like the extra added stretch to this is like, let's say your right leg is the one that is bent in the half squat. You grab onto your right ankle with your left hand and then use your right arm to reach toward your extended foot taking a side bend rotating your heart up toward the ceiling and oh my gosh that just felt so amazing it was just such an intense stretch I love when I do something and then it just makes me start laughing and I do want to teach this in probably my Saturday class definitely good for opening up the hips and getting in that side bend releasing tension from muscles that are attached to our ribs. The lady that posted this was in her bag. Weekly wellness challenge. Last week, I challenged myself and you all to perform a balancing posture every day, five to 10 breaths. So far, I've been doing pretty good. It's Wednesday. (laughs) What I haven't been doing good on is posting about it, but still hard to balance on my left side but I feel like I've been seeing improvements maybe nah I don't know I still use the wall I love how it feels when I can balance and I have complete control over my body and I'm like no I'm gonna put my foot down when I tell myself to put my foot down (laughs) the quote that I'm gonna do at the end of today's episode. I'm actually gonna relate it back to this cause I saw it on Instagram and I was like, huh? Apparently I've just been seeing everything on Instagram this week. <laughs> so this week's weekly challenge, 
You know what? Since I'd already talked about this a little bit earlier, I am going to bring this to the weekly challenge to practice mindfulness before eating, to take five deep cleansing breaths before every time you eat or before any habit. You could choose a different habit or you, if you want or add a different habit. I don't know, but I'll say to practice mindfulness while eating, like how you feel before you eat, how you feel as you're eating and when you're done eating. But in order to practice the, that mindfulness first, you're going to have to breathe before you start eating. And I'm only doing this just because I know, again, eating and other habits are something that we could do so mindlessly, but they are so important. Like it is so important what you're eating, when you're eating. I'm not saying change what you eat, but just add some mindfulness to it, you know, do what you want, but just breathe first. That's it. That's the model for life. Just breathe first. So yeah, I'm going to do that this week. That pretty much concludes my show. I am going to end with a quote. The quote I decided to end with for today's... I was about to say practice. This is a show, not a practice, but... This could be your practice. <laughs> Just listening to the perfect prana show. <laughs> the quote that I'm going to close out with. Yeah, I bet my algorithm decided to show me this because I was searching some stuff up. But the quote will be, Balance is not something you can find. It's something you create. Do with that what you will. I just, I saw this on Instagram and it spoke to me, maybe because I was talking about balance. I wonder if I said the last show, I need to find balance or some something like that. And then it was like, it was something you create. Still working on creating balance for myself. Thank you for tuning into the Perfect Prana show. I am on Apple, I am on Spotify, and you can also follow me on Instagram at consistentlykaya, consistently spelled with a K, Kaya spelled K-Y-A-H. I'm so blessed to be here with you all this week. That being said, may the light and darkness within me bow to the light and darkness within you. Namaste.